0: Welcome to The Mountain Gardener with your host, Ken Lane. Gardening can be challenging, but with Ken's tips, tricks, and local advice, you'll reap huge rewards. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane.
1: And welcome to this week's edition of The Mountain Gardener. This is your host, Ken Lane. Talking about the landscapes of northern Arizona, been doing this for a lot of years on, on the airwaves. It's broadcast throughout all of northern Arizona, from from Kingman, Henderson, to, down to Yuma of all places, over to the White Mountains, Flagstaff, Williams, Seligman, Prescott, Prescott Valley, Sedona, Cottonwood, and everything in between. And I'm, if I missed you, I apologize. I have logged a lot of miles over northern Arizona this week, and. The fall, fall season is here. So I took a team up to Albuquerque. We we're looking at farms. And so I went up to Flagstaff and over to the you know, I-40, right over to, Fla- over to Albuquerque. And uh, we stopped at some garden centers, just friends. You want to knock on the door and say, hey, want to see how you're doing. Hey, how's, how's the season? So I did that. And, and the fall color's in, in Flagstaff. And we're talking the, the raywood ash, full color. The maples, they are like right behind them. Uh, so you're seeing the, the flame maples. They are in full color. The, the Virginia creeper, full red. It's stunning. Uh, we're seeing that in Albuquerque. Where you're starting to see some of that fall color starting to show up. They're, they're about in the same sequence as the Central Highlands. I don't know uh, what their altitude is, but the mountains, you could just tell. It's the same stuff. So we're in the same place, in the same sunny locations or shade. It's the same. And so you were starting to see those silver maples starting to turn, uh, the the uh, elderberries starting to turn. I mean, it was exciting. So the, I, not quite in Prescott yet. We're usually about eh, seven, 10 days behind the higher elevations, but it's right here. You're starting to see color, but it will be full on like your neighborhood is full of color, uh, like in short order. I mean, that's that's a Prescott, Prescott Valley area. And then comes on, I'd be pacing, that we're all that central, that, that altitude. And then you'll see the, the Cottonwood, Camp Verde's, uh, Sedona's, the Kingman's, uh, the, the next elevate Spring Valleys, they'll all come in. So it's this wave, it just kind of, it starts at the high elevation, then works its way down. Um, I'm, I didn't take a look, I didn't stop in Williams to see if, or the, the, the um, uh, west side of Flagstaff, the, the peaks, seeing if the Aspen's, are starting to turn. I'd love an email if folks are tuned in. If you see that, I want to catch that. So that is spectacular. I mean, we're just famous for our aspens and how they turn that gold color. Last time I was walking through looking at the color, I'm in a thick forest. I mean, th- these aspens are never logged. They're, they're full on grove. They're probably a thousand years old. This this clump, all related, all DNA. They're all the same plant all related to each other. I'm walking through going, wow, look at the white bark. Look at the leaves. And then deer are jumping out of the middle of this, this grove. It was just stunning. It's one of those magical moments that you like to have when you're out in the wild, the nature. You're reconnecting, admiring the majesty that's been created for us to enjoy. That was what that moment was. And I like doing that every fall. And so, And the problem is, all of Arizona likes doing that. So the whole valley will just start streaming up out of the deserts to come take a look. So the, the roads get clogged up and, oh, man, the highways were bad. Uh, the interstates, I-40, they're, they're, they're road closures. They're down to one lane. You got 30-minute waits. Uh, what is that? I, I get it. You're trying to get ready before winter comes. You got time to get the work done. That's the only frustration the balloon festival was about to go off. So we got in just before that and left just as it was starting. That town goes crazy for balloons. It's wild. Uh, so, But that, that that's fun. That's, that's the year that we've got going on. Um, this right now, I'm noticing that my pumpkins, I picked them this week. It is, um, I didn't get as big a pumpkin as I wanted. I mean, giant pumpkins. That's my thing. I love growing one. Last year, I got one. I grew one that was maybe 80, 80 pounds. It was as big as a wheelbarrow. I mean, it was pretty stunning. And it lasted through November, through Thanksgiving. Finally, I got tired of it and had to chop it up in pieces to put it in the compost pile. Uh, and then the smaller ones, I took the grandkids. I uh, mean, I had some you know, 10, 20-pounders. We took them on the back patio, uh, deck, We dropped them. It's about a story and a half down to the the patio below. We threw them off the edge of the the deck, and they were awestruck. They're going, you got any more, Pop-Pop? I'm going, nope, that's all I grew. Sorry. This year, I'll probably have to go to the store to go get them to drop them. (laughs) We like dropping pumpkins. So you're just seeing more of that. It it was a slow – there were no records set for giant pumpkins. Last year, we set two state records, two larger – I think the largest was – six hundred and eighty pounds or something like that yeah, grown in i think sierra vista this year we got such a late start remember spring it was so cool it snowed into may well i mean memorial day it was crazy haven't seen anything like that in a, in a lot of years and so that got all of your summer crops they're at least a month away They're they're month they're just slow to get started the soil never warmed up so the seed could germinate get going the tomatoes were slow to get going the eggplant, the watermelons, they were just slow because they like the heat. They don't like the cold. And so we didn't set any real records. And my usually, I was probably a third the size that I normally am for my pumpkins. I think you'll find that for most of your summer crops, it was, it was just slow to get started. If you've got tomatoes and they haven't quite ripened yet. If you've got green ones that are just, you haven't picked a tomato yet, but they're just dozens of them sitting on the vine. Don't, don't lose hope. Keep them on the vine. Let them ripen. They'll get better flavors on the vine. Again, they got a late start. And so our last, our first frost isn't going to be until the end of October, usually Halloween for this five to 6,000 foot levels, usually what we use. Uh, you folks at the lower elevations, maybe it's into November. Higher elevations, maybe it's maybe it's right around the corner. Uh, but keep them on as long as you can uh, to to allow them to have that photosynthesis, of sugars, the carbohydrates. They'll gather up more as best they can. They're slowing down now because the nights are so cool. Some of these, all of these summer plants do not like to be below 45 degrees. They like summer. And so where you're getting down into low 40s, high thirties, they just start shivering going, I don't know about this. I'll hang on for a little bit, but I'm cold. And so if you can cover them at night or just keep watch that frost, if you get that frost, it'll burn off all the foliage. That's the cue when you hear the weatherman going, well, it looks like the first frost of the year is coming. Pick those tomatoes off, wrap them up in newspaper, have them ripen inside, have them put them, put them on the windowsill Uh, I've even taken the entire vine and just pulled it out of the ground and then hung it in the garage, uh, upside down out out in the garage or a shed, someplace out of the frost, and let them ripen up on the vine. You can do that yourself, but but don't do it yet. I still think we've got some more growing season left. Uh, This is the time, if you're starting to see your, your vegetables, your flowers, those summer blooming producing kind of plants, if they start to fade, like my petunias, they're given up. I am ripping those suckers out and making room for the winter blooming things. There's things that will bloom right through uh, the new year, even at the highest elevations. Uh, they might not winter over for you in Flagstaff, especially on the north sides, that kind of stuff, but they will bloom an amazing long time. At the lower elevations, I'd say Seligman, uh, Prescott, Payson, and lower Uh, down to the lower elevations, they'll go right through winter and they won't even flinch. They just bloom nonstop. Flowering kale, uh, violas or Johnny Jump Ups, uh, calendula. It's a whole series of mountain, winter blooming mountain plants that, that you want to get in the ground as soon as you can so they have time to fill in, root out, plump up and load up with flowers. Before the cold, the extreme colds come, About Thanksgiving, uh, somewhere between Thanksgiving and Christmas, we'll get our first real—I mean, we're talking winter cold snap. Often, quite often, a light dusting of snow. Uh, I mean, I've sold Christmas trees. I mean, this is—we sell cut Christmas trees, living trees. I have been in full blizzard mode selling these trees, like the second week in December. It can happen; you just never know. Or it can be glorious, right to the end of the year. Uh, But don't lose hope yet. Don't don't. I get people wanting to pick those tomatoes off now because they feel the chill. It's not frost, winter, cold yet. We still got time to go. Often we have an Indian summer. It comes back and it's warm for a long period into fall. From this point forward, wait to see what nature comes dishes out. There' a lot in store for you this week. But I've got Lisa Watersland coming in with your garden questions after this.
0: You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane, owner of Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Join him every week for timely garden advice right for the gardens. Visit Ken where he can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Some things are just better together.
1: July is the best time to fertilize with all-purpose plant food from Waters.
0: But pair the all-purpose with humic acid and it's a one-two punch of garden power.
1: Humic acid gives your soil organic matter that helps plants' roots receive water and nutrients.
0: So it makes fertilizer work even better.
1: Like salt and pepper. Coffee and donuts. And hey, you and me.
0: Ah, thanks Ken.
1: All-purpose plant food and humic acid better together and only at Waters Garden Center. Hi, Ken with the Plants of the Week and our Fire Alarm Red Mums. With
0: a name like Fire Alarm, you'd expect large red blooms that take a fire hose to put the glowing petals out.
1: Just provide a little garden soil for a flaming red that will last and last.
0: But wait, there's more. This Fire Alarm Mum comes back again for even bigger show next year and just $3.99
1: waters garden center 1815 iron springs road in prescott where people who love red mums they love to shop
0: you've been listening to ken lane the mountain gardener green thumbs learned while working in the family garden center now welcome back to the mountain gardener
1: and we are back with lisa waters lane in the studio she comes each week with your garden questions so it's uh, just interesting stuff going on in the fall, and so we are, uh, I missed you this week, this week, babe. You did? I know. Where were you? Well, Albuquerque, <laughs> with the, took the crew to, <laughs> the waters team to Albuquerque, and uh, you yeah. stayed home and held down the fort and the garden center and the truckloads of plants and all the folks, and I I had, actually
0: had to work the past few days. Man,
1: the food in Albuquerque <laughs> is crazy. That is filled with foodies. Is it, it is great. Albuquerque reminds me of like Phoenix- twenty five years ago back when it was before it was built out mm-hmm. it's just still kind of rugged and rustic and original, mm. and all the original like hundred year old buildings some of them dilapidated, some of them updated some of them have just nothing but lipstick on it <laughs> uh, but they're still using it so in mean, Phoenix, they just bulldozed the whole thing and started Start over. over they're they're like it's almost like it's one step removed from that. they're about to take off.
0: Was it still pretty warm
1: It was yeah. And the balloon festivals this weekend, so uh-huh. that we were right before the leading edge when hotel rooms like quadruple in price and, and uh, the freeways are just clogged with balloons. Uh, we were just <laughs> bef- before that. yeah well good. <laughs> Anyway, I'm picturing
0: the freeways clogged. Clogged with balloons.
1: balloons. That's right. You did see them going back and forth on trailers. <laughs> oh, really? So you saw a few, but They're not too many. There'll be hundreds mm-hmm. by the time they get done. Yeah. A little tidbit I just learned.
0: Yes.
1: Um, Albuquerque has what's called the box effect. Hmm. So the cool air comes down off of the mountains and settles on the Rio Grande. That's what, that's why Albuquerque's there. So all this cool air is flowing to the south. So the balloons take off, and the balloons flow to the south. Mm -hmm. When they get above this cold air, about 500 to 1,000 feet, feet, they hit the southwest currents, and so it pushes them north again, or from the south to the north, so it pushes them back. When they get back to the other side of the city, they lower down into the cool air. It pushes them back down, so they just swirl around back and forth. Albuquerque is unique in that wind pattern. is because the mountains around the town – Keep it cool, but also make it best for balloons to fly and that 's sure. the reason the Albuquerque Balloon Festival is where it is and how it is every year.
0: Cool. How many years has it gone on? Do you know?
1: I have no idea. I just went um. to go look at farms we 're trying to look at plants because <laughs> Albuquerque and Prescott you know this central similar. island yeah. very similar, and so you can find some good growers and mm-hmm. have some of that unique xerich southwestern mix Mm -hmm. and so we're making relationships so the team and i went over to go look at it and put put orders together for next year Mm -hmm. very exciting good i
0: think the balloon fest has been on our bucket list for a couple of years we haven't we haven't done it
1: though we have never have been well what i told the crew was it was kind of a perk you take your core team mm-hmm. and you wine and dine them you stay at great hotels and you go to great restaurants and old town and you go to look at farms and it's just a fun time you have some time mm-hmm. in the car just 6 hours away i told them next year we're going to go shop farms like we always do but book it the Friday before the balloon festival. We'll just stay the weekend, and we'll that'll be the ultimate. Uh, mm-hmm. How do you treat your employees like over the top? Take them to a balloon festival. Could so be fun. you want to go? <laughs> you should go with us. I'd, look, that'd be like. Well,
0: yes, I would love to go. That'd be a
1: great thing for me.
0: Okay, put it on the calendar. I bet
1: 2020 balloon festival. When is it? Uh, I don't know. <laughs>
0: We'll find. we'll find out anyway. next, <laughs> next September. <laughs> garden questions.
1: What do we got yes, this week? Anything
0: good? We do have garden questions. Uh, our first one is from Nathan. He wants to know Is there any way to save an ash tree that is splitting in the middle, in the trunk? In the it's trunk. starting to split. And why would it split? To begin with,
1: oh, no, well, there, so here I don't know what his definition of split is, Nathan. So that what we have to look at if it's if the bark is splitting on the south side, this is a unique phenomenon that happens in the mountains. It's called sun scald, mm-hmm. and it happens on the south. What happens is early in the spring, the sap starts to, to, to warm up on the south side. Sun hits it, sap flows, and then at night it, it just plummets the temperature and it freezes. And so it starts to expand, and so it just pushes that bark away. It's called sun scald, and it happens in areas where there's extreme temperature changes between day and night. Well, that's the the Rockies, basically. Um, It happens on a lot of different varieties of trees, maples and apples and cherries and just all varieties of trees. That is the reason we paint the trunk white in the mountains of Arizona. It's to to reflect that heat, mainly from early spring— to keep it from, from cracking. Uh, if that's what it is, the plant will, will grow, the canopy will become enlarged, and it will naturally shade itself when the canopy is large enough. So you won't have that issue. Plus the bark gets larger, thicker, and insulated. It protects itself with age. He just has a younger tree. Um, if that's a case, what you do is you fertilize, fertilize, fertilize. You need to fertilize, so you get that next years, next spring's band of wood growth, it will heal over, grow over itself. And so it will naturally heal itself years, Mm -hmm. but it can do that. The key thing is give it nutrients so you can maximize the growth next spring because that's when it's going to be repaired. If the wind got to it and took a crotch and actually split the bark, I mean, split the actual tree, not the bark. I mean, the actual tree is splitting. Boy, that's a rough one. I mean, I've, I've repaired... A few of them over the years, one way to do it, if this is what's happening, you just drill a hole through the entire tree and you take a huge long lag bolt and you just bolt it back together uh, and draw it back together and then the plant will actually grow over that and eventually you won't see that lag bolt and nuts and washers and bolts and stuff does um, that, that shorten its life? It doesn't do really that? shorten its life, not that I've found. I've done this to several, like I did this to our attorney's office, several friends of advice. It seems to still go. Mm-hmm. Um, it just you'll always have a weak link right there, but hopefully that lag bolt is stronger than the tree. And eventually you have a few more rings to the trunk and you've got this massive two foot trunk tree with this lag bolt in it that, that no one knows about except you, you know, just down the road, but it's one of those two things. Until they get a
0: chainsaw. Yeah. Well, that is
1: a challenge. You got to watch that one. If you see sparks flying from your chainsaw, there's something in there. Except an oak. Yeah. An oak tree. That's the only, like the uh, emirate oaks. I've actually cut those down or cut, cut wood Mm. out of those and sparks fly with no metal. <laughs> this is such a hard wood, hard wood. that the, the blades just spark up. It's a
0: good firewood.
1: It does. Yeah. Okay. Great question.
0: Next question uh, is from Katie. She moved into a home that has six roses in it, but she said they're overgrown, kind of ugly. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: Can't she trim them back this time of year, or should she wait?
1: You can trim them back any time of year you like, but you're at high risk by doing it now. Uh, it would be ideal if you want the pruning back roses, if you could hold off just a few months, wait till the month of March. So we're just about to go into our cold. And if it's an old overgrown rose, probably you could do it now. It's, it's just barky and woody and it's just over that. But what happens with a little bit younger one, if that graft at the bottom of that, right at the ground, all canes are coming up. If that freezes solid, if we get a sub-zero winter, and that's possible, the actual grafted rose, and what will come back for you is is what was what it was rooted, the root structure that it was grafted onto. It won't be what what you won't be a Mister Lincoln or, or Fragrant Cloud or whatever that you know whatever that rose was. It'll be some wild thing that wants to eat dogs and <laughs> and, and, and you know spit, spits thorns at people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't want it. So I would say if you could wait till March, do that, and then fertilize real heavy, uh, right then it will grow brand new canes coming out of it. If it's just a whole lot of woody, barky, and that's all that is, is big canes and woody, roses are really only, only meant to live for about 10, 12 years. Really? And finally, they'll live longer, but what happens is they lose their vitality. So they just get so old and mature, they stop blooming as well as they did... When they were first put in, there's a there's a rock star phase where you just want to take a picture and put them on the front of a magazine because there's so many blooms that's so fragrant, so pretty. And then it gets it just gets older and it loses its traction. So I think roses <laughs> I should like be the rest
0: of us <laughs>
1: sometimes a little bit. I think you should replace them every ten, no longer than fifteen years if you want keep them, really keep them blooming and going. Mm-hmm. And by then, if you're a rosarian, you're kind of bored with that red rose anyway there's some new exotic pink that glows in the dark it's kind of rose it come, they come out with new ones every year plant a new one so mm-hmm. use if in doubt take a picture bring it to the nursery we can help you figure out where where you should be with that we've got enough experience we can help you mm-hmm. great question katie okay ken and lisa lane and the mountain gardeners we'll be right back after this
0: You're listening to Ken Lane, a.k.a. the Mountain Gardener. Ken can be found throughout the week in Prescott at Waters Garden Center. Listen each week as he answers timely garden questions unique to mountain gardens. Oh, no! My pine trees look terrible! Never fear! Plant Protector is here!
1: Plant Protector? From Waters Garden Center? My Super strength Protector destroys pine scale, bark beetle, and aphids. Just water into the soil, and your trees are protected from the inside out for the year. Thank you, Plant Protector. You can always find Plant Protector at Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. Hi, Ken, with the Plants of the Week and our Ivory Feathers Pampas Grass.
0: The most majestic of all grasses, this dwarf pampas grass blends perfectly into landscapes.
1: In bloom at Waters now with long stalks of ivory plumes held tall above flowing green foliage that only grows head high.
0: Much easier to maintain, this crop is the nicest you'll find and only $39.99.
1: Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, where people who love ivory grasses, they love to shop. You've been
0: listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert Ken Lane. Join the conversation every week as he answers timely garden questions. Email Ken a question directly from your phone to his desktop through the web at watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Now welcome back your host, Ken Lane.
1: Each month, uh, this is our Waters Garden Center. We create a plant combination of the month. So these are plants that look their best in that particular month. And they're all companion plants of each other. They like to grow together. And I thought I'd just mention we're in October. It's just starting. I thought I'd mention what are those? What are those plants that just outshine all the rest that can be planted in the month of October? And it starts out with the most famous of the mountain plants. It's the Prescott Blaze Maple. It's a saccharinum variety of maple uh, that they've 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 grafted a silver maple onto a cerebrum, a red maple. And so what you get is a very fast-growing, hardy, wind-tough kind of red maple. It's the fastest-growing of the red maples you could possibly plant in your yard. It's a large maple. It gets, it's a shade tree, classic maple leaf, but look for the blaze series of, of maples and, and, uh, that, that just do well. And this is the year, this is the month that they start to turn red in the fall of the year. They're stunning. I mean, the leaves are so pretty. You just want to take them and press them between wax and put them in between book cover and just, just show them off. They're pieces of art, each and every one. The shrub, for the month of October, the companions with that is burning bush, compact burning bush. It's another one. it turns a red, but it's brighter red than the blaze maple series now it's a It's a shrub, maybe oh chest high or so, nice, full mound, it's rich, dark, green. Then all of a sudden, the end of this month, it turns as bright red. I mean it is intense red, It's like fire engine red, only with the lights on it's that it's crazy. When the leaves get done and they drop off, because these are deciduous plants, they'll lose their leaves, it has the most interesting bark. Each stem, each branch, has this cork kind of bark to it. Very interesting. If you're into uh, arrangements for the Thanksgiving dinner, for uh, uh, Christmas, you you like wreaths made with interesting uh, uh, branch, boy, burning bush. That's the one that really is striking. Of course, the flowers... Flowers are kale, ornamental kale. You could go with edible kale, but ed- these are, this is a pretty mixture. So edible kale is good to go into. The flavor tastes better. But the ornamental kale has this stunning white, red, purple, uh, ruffled foliage. It's just It it's, looks like a cabbage, but it gets, I don't know, a foot around. It's stunning. In the spring, next May or June, it will start to bolt, It'll start to grow, elongate has the most fragrant flowers oh my goodness it just fills up the front entrance of your house with this wonderful fragrance of course the most famous of all fall if you're doing halloween or celebrations mums chrysanthemums of all colors you have to put that in the mix Uh, red wall virginia creeper or just Virginia Creeper in general. Red Wall, we like. That's one we grow. It's a hybrid. It's the best of all the varieties of Virginia Creeper. This is the preferred one. It, it, it just shines, shows off better. If you're going to do the work yourself and, and, and you want to spend a little extra money and get the, the good one that lasts for years, it looks better, look for Red Wall Virginia Creeper. It is definitely a bigger, larger, more luxurious uh, creeping vine. Use it as a ground cover, or you could put it on a fence. Uh, It's really adaptive. And the last one is red sedge. This one, most folks don't know what it is. It's a grass, Eh, about a foot to 18 inches tall. Uh, Lisa and I use a lot of it in our own yards, but it's got this red tinge to it. Uh, So it's just a, a beautiful red grass and it goes really well with things like the kale, mums in arrangements. It's just really striking. Red sedge. It's worth coming to the nursery just to take a look at the sedges, just to go, wow, Ken was talking about, what is that? He's crazy. I don't like red grass. I only like green. Or, well, that is pretty. Wow, I've never seen that. That's what we want with this plant combo, where you just gonna kind of look at it and go, oh, that's pretty cool. And so that, that's the combo for the month of October. And all can be planted now. Uh, that, that that you get great growth by planting. Now you get better color. Your, your flowers will bloom right through winter by planting. Now Now, I planted a mum in, in our test gardens, new color, new variety here at the garden center. I took a four inch mum, just an innocent. I think they're four or five bucks. They're cheap. Put it in the ground this year. So it's got a year's worth of growth. Now it's in test garden. So professionals are taking care of it, but this is what it can do. It's now three feet wide, three feet high, three feet round, and it's in full bloom. It's ridiculously beautiful. I mean, it's just stunning, My goodness. It is in the ground. I didn't put it in a container. So it's in the ground and just so striking. And you can do that. It's a tremendous perennial plant that comes back every year in the mountains of Arizona. It's even hardier than some of the, the Midwest or East Coast varieties if you're planting a good garden variety. I don't really want to go into there's floral grade there's 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 better there's there's bad grades anyway make sure you get if you're going to put it in your garden get a garden variety that's a perennial that, that lasts for here and they're stunning the flowers a little bit smaller but they make up for it in sheer quantity they just have so many flowers but those really do well in the mountains of Arizona you can plant now you can decorate you can you can put the pumpkins in there. In fact, I was just uh, repotting the Prescott Valley Chamber of Commerce. Their pots out front. I took their pumpkin, put it in the large container, and then I decorated, dressed it with pansies and kale and Dusty Miller. And they were awestruck, going, Well, kid, you got the touch. Going, it's easy when you got pretty plants and pretty pumpkin and just make it pretty. It's decorating 101. Be right back with more after this.
0: Mountain Gardener, your source for timely garden advice right for higher elevations. Guaranteed to make a difference in your yard
1: this season. Hi, Ken, the plants of the week in our plum-tastic muley grass.
0: Glittering clouds of vivid purple plumes emerge in late summer and persist through the end
1: of the year. It's a natural and showing off all its glory right now at the Garden Center.
0: A superb hillside plant, especially when situated so that the plumtastic flowers are backlit by the Arizona sunset, all for just $36.
1: Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, for people who love plumtastic grass, they love to shop.
0: Plants are a lot like puppies they need care, water, and food. You wouldn't
1: forget to feed your puppies, so don't forget to feed your plants.
0: Water's 744 All-Purpose Plant Food is a gourmet meal for your plants.
1: The only food for Arizona plants for the nutrients they need for big blooms, a hefty harvest, and tremendous trees, all naturally.
0: It's time to feed your plants with 744 All-Purpose Plant Food from Waters Garden Center in Prescott. You're listening to the Mountain Gardener with local expert Ken Lane. Mountain gardening is very rewarding. With a few Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts, sure to turn your thumbs even greener. Now, welcome back to the Mountain Gardener.
1: And we have Lisa Waters Lane back in the studio. She comes each week, and this whole segment is just all about her, her garden experiences, her her garden thoughts, her design elements. And I try to hold my tongue and not speak <laughs> at all. It's a natural yes, for me, isn't it? It
0: is. Yes. <laughs> you just, you got to pull words out of you. You,
1: you just... married me because I love to talk.
0: That's true. I, I make I parties
1: super easy for you.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know about that.
1: <laughs> Only I take over the entire show. <laughs> I have this aura. I, I do. I don't know what that, not by design. It's just a God You're thing. I don't know.
0: gregarious
1: uh, kind of guy, I guess so. I have fun with all kinds you of people. You have many
0: words, yeah, <laughs> and many thoughts that have to be expressed.
1: Yeah, you know what I do? I, I like reading dictionaries because mm-hmm. I'm a writer. I like I, every every day I get a word of the of the day. You know what it ah. means? Some obscure 17th century <laughs> kind of word, and then you try to go. Well, I'm never going to use that, <laughs> and then you delete it. <laughs> but words are fun.
0: We are fun. I love dictionaries too. I love reading. What thesauruses are great. I love a yeah. thesaurus because you go, oh, I use this word all the time. What's another word I could use
1: in place of? You know what I do when I write? I write my garden columns. I write two columns a week, and I write the column in Grammarly. It's an app, mm-hmm. and what Grammarly has, it checks your punctuation, the simple stuff. It's but if cheat. you write mouse click, it'll actually you'll take a word and go, oh. It's just, you know, like really big. You just, you right mouse click and go, maybe you should not use that. Here's four other better examples. And you can pick, play with it. It just makes writing, for me, more interesting. I think for the readers, it helps them to go, oh, he he knows big words. Dang, (laughs) he must be smart. I'm going, nope, I just have an app that makes me look smarter than I really am.
0: (laughs) I remember I had an English teacher in college that said you should never use the words a lot. Yeah. never use those words when you're writing come yeah. up with something else because yeah. a lot is just what does that mean why do you don't use that so yeah. now that still sticks in my
1: head my pet peeve is the word that, that. you should never use the word that in your writing ah. so there's always a way to delete it out almost every time there's a way to get rid of. It. that's just my own pet thing that i do i don't know i don't know why i don't where i got that hmm. but it drives you me got crazy. that <laughs> i got that it just <laughs> drives me crazy You remember when we went to college?
0: My parents gave uh, me—I
1: forget what the name of it was—some a typewriter, and it was state of the art. It had correction tape and typewriter ink on the same ribbon, so you could hit a button hit backspace hit the button and it would dis that word that letter would disappear, disappear.
0: you were rich i didn't have that oh my that.
1: gosh it was so great <laughs>
0: our kids do not know I mean, how easy they have it no doubt oh my
1: goodness What we're getting that old where you can start complaining about <laughs> the younger generation <laughs> those darn kids get off my lawn <laughs> Maybe we should go past this. Oh, okay. Now that we've insulted millennials and everyone younger, yeah. we can uh, <laughs> Do they listen? <laughs> they don't even listen to radio all that.
0: <laughs> of course radio. This is podcasted
1: too, so What's they're probably radio? Tuning in there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> FM? Oh my what? gosh.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. We should move on to things that are happening out in your yard Good. in your garden. Yeah. Uh, So this is my favorite time of year. I'm sure I have said that before. But there are some plants that you can find this time of year in the garden center that you will not find other times of the year. So this is a great time to come on in and see what's out there that you don't have in your yard that you need put into your yard.
1: I guarantee.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I thought we'd start with the small things first. And a lot of people are coming from other places and they don't realize that we can put pansies and violas yeah. in right now and they're going to go all the way through the winter time. Even with a foot of snow on them, once that snow melts or you knock it off, they're going to be showing their little heads and being happy again. So a lot of people from the Midwest, you know, everything dies in the <laughs> Winter there. But beautiful here. Ornamental kales do wonderfully. Dusty Miller.
1: That's an amazing one. Dusty Miller is an amazing
0: plant. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I think it lives It lives more than just one year. Yeah. It's, what, like three years? We saw it as an years.
1: annual. Finally, I just get tired of it going, it's just mm-hmm. too big, too aggressive. I'm good. You're just starting over with another four-inch Dusty right. Miller. <laughs>
0: and very animal resistant because oh, yeah. they don't like that fuzzy leaf. Stock. Um, I love... The fragrance of stock and it, it's such a horrible name they got to come up with a better name for this flower it is so fragrant and I love to put it by the front door so as I'm in and out or if I'm sitting on the patio this wonderful time of year I can enjoy the fragrance of it but it comes in multi it's it's hard to describe but amazing color and of course snapdragons Great time of year to put those in as well. But those are the small things. Some of the bigger things that you can find, and they're gorgeous this time of year, Redwall Virginia Creeper. Oh, nice. Now, Virginia Creeper is a native in our area, but the Redwall is a, what do you call that? A hybrid.
1: It's a brighter, they've found a variety that is is tough, as tough as the native, Mm -hmm. a little bit larger leaf. Right. And the red on it, thus the name Red Wall, it climbs mm-hmm. up walls, fences, stucco. It just turns just magnificent red. It announces mm-hmm. that autumn is officially here.
0: Right. Yeah. Right now in the store, they have that color. color. Uh, we got them in, what, two weeks ago? And they yeah. were green. And very short period of time, they got just gorgeous color Stunning. to them. Compact, the Kohl's Compact Burning Bush. So Burning Bush is that, it's in the euonymus family. It has that really green leaf from when it leaves out in the spring till about now. There's, they're just starting to turn. Another,
1: another five days, they'll yeah. be a solid burning. Like, like Moses goes up to the mountains and <laughs> sees a burning bush. It's mm-hmm. that red. It's that bright. It's crazy. It is
0: beautiful when it gets that red, especially when the sun's kind of going down and it's hitting it. I mean, you swear it's on fire
1: absolutely gorgeous and the the compact i think is a better variety it keeps its form better Mm -hmm. doesn't get as large it doesn't take as much pruning it's just that's the one you want doesn't get as for your mountains mountain landscapes Mm -hmm.
0: definitely ivory feathers pampas grass now a lot of people are used to pampas grass that takes over the world eats small children and you lose your dogs (laughs) in it so ivory feathers is a dwarf Pampas grass. So the grass itself gets four or five feet tall, yeah, I would about, say. About,
1: about eye level, something like that. And the plumes are above that. About yeah.
0: another two feet for the plumes. Like that, uh, it's great for those smaller yards. Um, and it's pretty. Oh my yeah. goodness. It's...
1: We put some out in the front landscape here, mm-hmm. here at Waters. They must have 20 plumes. Each one's the size of like a loaf of bread. Yeah. It's amazing. The ivory feather is the one you want to go with because yeah. it puts on more plumes. It doesn't take as much maintenance. It's just—it's just a preferred. It's a—it's a hybrid. It's a better variety it for is. the mountains. And I would encourage people stay
0: away from the ones you see in the magazine. They're blue. Oh yeah. They're bright pink. <laughs> no, they're not.
1: Have those been spray painted with paint, or were they dipped and dyed?
0: Supposedly, they're supposed to grow that color. There's no but way. There's I a have blue. never seen them yeah. grow that color. So don't do that. Don't go there. Just come here, buy your pampas grass. They're beautiful. Ours glow
1: in the dark. (laughs) They're not, might not be blue, but they glow in the dark. (laughs) Okay. We'll let that one go.
0: So this time of year, so one time a year, only one time a year can we get camellias into the store. There's crazy shipping regulations on them. Arizona, I get it. Arizona's an ag state. They have to be very, very careful about what comes in. And so they're watching that. So camellias can only be shipped by themselves at a certain time of year. And And this this is is it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So the camellias, our environment is a little bit tough for some of those southern, more heat-loving camellias. But we have a series called the Ice Angel Camellias. Uh, Spring's Promised and April Remembered, I think, are the names. I may have those backwards, something like that. Uh, One's a light pink, and the other is a really dark, dark pink. Uh, Camellias here need a spot that's not... You want to be a little protected, out of the wind, some mostly shade, dappled light. But if you've got a good spot for them, they are beautiful put in because they bloom in the spring, early spring.
1: That camellia... I mean, literally, we will run out. And the reason being, we're a tier one ag state. So you, they don't ship. It's got to be isolated. They're worried about beetles. It has to be proven for two years. There's no incidence of anything like that before you're even allowed to ship. And so it's pretty stringent. And so we're trying to protect our economy, ag economy here. And when they're gone, there are no more. So it's, many crops are like that. But camellias, mm-hmm. waxy leaf, beautiful flower, blooms in February, January, March, It's a really great plant for the mountains Mm -hmm. of Arizona. Thank you, Lisa. Great ideas. We will be back with Ken and Lisa Lane and the Mountain Gardeners.
0: Look for more tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts through Ken's website. Podcast the show, read his weekly garden column, or follow him on Facebook and Instagram at watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com.
1: Hi, Ken, with the Plants of the Week and our Ivory Feathers Pampas Grass.
0: The most majestic of all grasses, this dwarf pampas grass blends perfectly into landscapes.
1: In bloom at waters now with long stalks of ivory plumes held tall above flowing green foliage that only grows head high.
0: Much easier to maintain, this crop is the nicest you'll find and only $39.99
1: waters garden center 1815 iron springs road in prescott where people who love ivory grasses they love to shop
0: hi lisa here with the plants of the week and our little Janie gara
1: Little Janie is a charmer with flowers that float above this 15-inch plant.
0: The florescent pink flowers will wow the hummingbirds with Janie's charm as well.
1: Hummingbirds throughout the neighborhood will visit your plants. They're just so popular and only $14.
0: She thrives in hot, dry gardens and only found at Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron
1: Springs Road in Prescott. Where people who love their native plants to be beautiful and hassle-free, they love to shop. Welcome to the Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane. Gardening in the
0: mountains is different. Listen to Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts guaranteed to make your gardens more beautiful than ever this year. Now for better advice that works locally, welcome your host, Ken Lane.
1: If ever there was a time to put a new fall colored tree, if you want a shade tree, even a little ornamental tree, there's a whole variety of of trees you can put in the ground that are happy in the mountains. And this is when they really show off as they start to shut down, turn colors, and the leaves start to to drop. This is when you just go, wow, I didn't know that could even happen. This is really a delight for you folks from the desert areas, the Palm Springs, Southern California, more tropical Hawaii areas. They don't have this four seasons. They have one variation of green after another, and some of them have flowers. Here, the the autumn color is like a bloom cycle. Only they're they're shutting down for the winter. Uh, some plants have striking uh, bark to them, like aspens. They're famous. Birch famous for their white bark. I happen to be partial to maples. They have this very light gray. It's not white, but it's stunning gray. I would say. Um, uh, the flowering pears are very much the same. Very striking bark, interesting. You know, with or without foliage, they're very beautiful. And so, but this is how the sequence goes as far as fall colors. Which ones, if you wanted more fall color in your yard, which what are the preferred or the better varieties? And here's kind of my list. I was walking through the tree racks, going, "Oh, what are people planting now?" Went back in the sold area. Okay, what's being planted for folks? Where, where are we at? And here's what folks are buying, uh, at least here in this central highland or Prescott within 20, 30 miles. Okay. People come from we're kind of a destination. People travel a long ways to come shop here. We, I mean, I was just helping a couple from Sedona of all places. They travel 50 miles to get here and they were having a ball, but he, these are the plants that folks are, are, are buying and planting for their yards here, here, at least at Waters Garden Center. And I would say the number one is going to be your your sugar maples, Acer rubrum's, uh, the the blaze, Prescott blaze maples. These are classic maple varieties that uh, you can plant that have a classic big maple leaf uh, that just look really good. Now these are typically trees that will get pretty large. They're going to get um, I don't know thirty to forty feet tall with nice shade in the in the growing season. So spring, summer, fall. So it's just a great plant for you. There are some smaller leaf maples. That is flame maple. That's more the xeriscape uh, uh, native variety. Uh, it gets up maybe mm, 12 feet tall. Very small, like a Japanese maple-sized leaf. Loves blistering hot sun. Loves. Uh, um, it just likes the mountains, the wind, the soil. It's one of those tough plants. One to stay away from. Japanese maples. I, mean, I know this is rough for you folks from Southern Cal. And those words, Japanese maples just grow out there, Midwest. They just grow in full sun by themselves. I never water it. It looks good. Uh, not so much here. They're not, they're not part of the preferred mix here. If you have just the right spot, you can grow it. And I've got them. But the the tree the, the, the Prescott blaze maples, the flame maples, amber maples, these are the ones you really want to look after and plant now. I would say also the Bradford pears or ornamental pears. It's related to a fruiting pear, but it doesn't get the fruit. It just has that white flower in spring, great glossy leaves in the summer, nice up to about 30, 35 feet tall, uh, maybe a little bit narrower than that, maybe 20 feet wide. Great shade tree, for even for smaller yards, it fits really well. It's the last tree to turn red in the fall of the year, usually about Thanksgiving it's in full color. Everything else is done. This one just gets started. So if you're planting multiple trees, you want to think through like you do your, your your blooming shrubs. You want some spring bloomers, some summer bloomers, you want some fall color, you want to get the whole spectrum. So you want some early blooming, you know, silver berries, you want some mid-season uh, blaze maples, you want some end of the year, uh, you know, ray, raywood ash, end of the year uh, uh, Bradford pears. So that's where you ask for some help and we can help design that so you get this wave of color that goes through your yard in the fall of the year. And that's what people are buying. That's what they're having planted. There are two plantings that are going out this week that are just ornamental pears. They're beautiful. Um, I would say also in that same vein, um, I didn't see that in the, in the sold area, but I saw them in the racks. Crab apples. Now you, you folks in the Midwest, you know what I'm talking about. There's a, a purple rain crab apple, purple flowers in spring. And then the fall color is purple. It's crazy. Now crab apples are, are, this is a variety that your grandparents. they didn't, they didn't, they dreamed of this. They didn't actually grow it. It doesn't have crab apples, not like big apples. It's got a very tiny ornamental crab apple to it. So it's, it's meant to be not messy. And so the robins will come in and eat the fruits. If you're into birds, that's the one to really go for. Uh, but look at that one and the Prairie Fire crabapple. Beautiful white flowers, and has this orange color in the fall of the year that's just striking. And it's the smallest of the crabapples. Prairie Fire only gets oh, probably again ten to, to fifteen foot tall. Nice bo- lollipop shape, just perfect little ornamental tree. Doesn't take it's it's doesn't take up room. Always looks good, easy to care for. The crab apples, I think, get underrated, but they're such a pretty fall-colored tree. Actually, all the fruit trees, if you like apples, like real apple, like apple-forming apple trees, they typically turn an orangey-red color. All of them, whether you're doing Fuji's or Macintosh or Honeycrisp or or Arkansas Black, they're all generally oranges to reds. So your your pears, you just want a, a Bosque or Comice or... Or Bradford, they're all going to turn red. They just have great red. You just get the fruit as well. Now, some people want fruit and some don't, but they, you always get fall color with your fruit trees. Your cherries and your peaches—they're going to be this beautiful gold, like an aspen gold. Only it's a deeper yellow. Deeper. It's truly a gold color. Uh, aspens are more of a yellow, uh, just a deep, rich color. Plums are gold as well. So there's a whole series. You could look at those. I didn't mean to go down that path, but a great fall-colored tree. Elms. Let me tell you my favorite elm tree. Now, elms, not the weedy one, not the Chinese or, or, or the Asian elms. These are variations of that, but we've bred the seeds out of them, the suckers, the slime flux, the disease, the, the caterpillar that eats the leaves. There's that You don't want that one. But if you look at frontier, frontier elm. It's the only elm tree that turns red in the fall of the color. Fast growing, hardy as can be, truly a shade tree, and it's disease-free. It doesn't have issues. And so low water care, low water use. It's just a great plant. An emerald Emerald Gold uh elm is the gold version uh, that, that does so well. Again, we've bred out the seed. And we, it's not going to get insects. We've got a select variety that's hardier for the mountains of Arizona. You want to really want to do your homework before you plant an elm tree, or go to, know your source, know the varieties, who, the, the reputation of people selling it. Otherwise, you just get a Japanese or a Chinese elm, and now this thing is a curse. Just weeds comes up everywhere. Trash, weed seeds are everywhere. Ugh, it's a nightmare. Look at ash. Any any ash tree, A S H ash. ash uh, from Raywood Ash to Modesto Ash to to Red Velvet Ash to uh, Arizona Ash, there's a native variety of ash. They are all tough. They all take our wind, and they all have tremendous fall color. And they should all be planted this time of year. This is the best time. So that that's that's one. That whole family. It, I won't name a variety, but ash in general, because we were it's related to our native one, is good to go. Oaks are the same way. Oaks just naturalize here in the mountains of Arizona at all elevations from, from right there in the Verde River all the way up to the highest points of Flagstaff, the White Mountains. They just do well. Now, I'm thinking for fall color, not the emery oaks or scrub oaks. They're more evergreen. I'm thinking the pin oaks and the red oaks. It's got a classic oak leaf to it, but they all turn this bright red. Just a stunning, slow-growing But they're methodical. They got a nice central trunk to it. They got this great branch structure. These oaks—they're just a beautiful tree, and they're going to outlive you and I combined easily. Once you plant them, they're there forever, just about for generations to come. That's how long an, an oak tree actually lives, and it it goes on. I won't go. I mean, aspens, of course. If you're doing an aspen, look at the mountain sentinel. Less disease, more structure, especially if you're doing a single trunk. That is the variety that is best for the mountains of Arizona. That just has lower care, just easier to grow. Uh, Mountain Sentinel Aspen, if you're doing that. And a lot more. Got come in and take a tour of, of the trees here, here at Waters Garden Center. We'd love to give you the grand tour. Be right back.
0: You're listening to local garden expert Ken Lay, the owner of Waters Garden Center. He can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center, located in Prescott, 1815 Iron Springs Road. Thanks for tuning in to The Mountain Gardener. If life is a bowl of cherries, why not make them the biggest, sweetest
1: cherries ever? Waters Garden Center is super excited to introduce our new organic fruit and vegetable plant food.
0: This fertilizer has the bonus of added calcium that gives fruit trees and veggies an extra boost to produce healthy, abundant crops.
1: Feed your plants now to help them thrive and grow more fruits than ever. And just $27 for a 20-pound bag.
0: Safe, natural, organic, fruit and vegetable plant food only at Waters Garden Center. Oh no! My pine trees look terrible!
1: Never fear! Plant Protector is here! Plant Protector? From Waters Garden Center? My Super Strength Protector destroys pine scale, bark beetle, and aphids. Just water into the soil and your trees are protected from the inside out for the year. Thank you, Plant Protector. You can always find Plant Protector at Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in
0: Prescott. You've tuned in to The Mountain Gardener with local garden expert Ken Lane. Join him each week as he answers timely garden questions that are sure to make a difference in your gardens. Now welcome your host, Ken Lang.
1: Now sometimes, well, sometimes, all the time, I worry about overloading uh, listeners with information. You just can't track it all. So um, if you miss something and you really need, you want to go back and listen to it, I do upload this to my podcast through a website. you can take a look, just watersgardencenter.com. At the very top, you'll see a podcast on you podcast listeners. You know what to look for. It's right there. It'll stream onto your phone, your desktop, wherever, mobile, whatever. Uh, It'll just stream right there. And then also, um, we host garden classes every week. Again, we're trying to be specific to that season. So this weekend was gardening for newcomers. It's always packed. If you're new to the area, that is the one to go for. In fact, I'll, do a, I'll try to do a podcast or radio show on that, Gardening for Newcomers. What are the zones? What are the frost dates? What, you know, what, what's different here than there? Our water needs nutrients. It's very, uh, it's very specific to the mountains of Arizona. Next week, I cover what I sort of covered here, the best autumn colors, not just trees. But shrubs as well. What are things you can plant now that just look, I mean, this is the season. If you're planting for the fall color in your yard, this is the time you want to be planting that because you can see what they look like. You can visualize where to put them and how to balance out the reds as they pulsate through your yard or the yellows or the oranges, the golds. Uh, That's going to be October 12th, next Saturday. On the 19th, it's the top trees and how to plant them. Uh, we might throw an evergreen or two in there. We've got a lot of evergreens. We're starting to fill up the nursery with living Christmas trees and the winter evergreens, evergreen shrubs, but we'll go over the top trees that just look good this time of year. And then how do you put them in the ground? Very detailed. We've got a list of, of the uh, three things you need to plant them right. Um, the size of the holes, how to stake them, the whole, whole, the whole works. You'll be a pro when you get done with that show or that class. Uh, and then the last one in October. The fall to-do list. There's certain things you should be doing in the month of October that ensure that your plants stay healthy. Your yard wakes up next spring with vigor, with bloom, with just just inspiration. And so, if you if you neglect that, they'll struggle. They'll become emaciated. Uh, they'll have you know, winter chlorosis. Just things happen to them. Bugs will come back at you. You just you'll lose the nutrients in your soil. You won't grow good tomatoes next year like you did this year. There's certain things that you should really be doing in the yard uh, that, that make a difference. And so that's they're free. They're every Saturday at 9.30. And again, check at watersgardencenter.com. First everything we do goes on the web, right? So, or or Facebook. They get all the glory. We produce all the work and they get all the, they get to store it all. But it sure makes it easy for small business, you know, personalities, owners, to to connect with their audience with their customers and make sure they do it better, smarter. Gardening, you never learn gardening. You you experience gardening. You learn gardening by making mistakes. And the goal of this broadcast is to is to make it where you're not you're not going backwards. You're always going forward. You might not go, be going in a straight line, but you're making mistakes in the right direction. That's kind of how I think of it. And then whenever I get done, I'm hoping to impart at least 3 things. Three plants, three techniques, three, what are three things that people can take away and use in their gardens this week? I mean, right now, that'll make a difference, make their gardens shine, make them do better. Uh, And all the while, it's got to be entertaining, right? So we, uh, that's, I just have fun being on the airwaves. I have fun talking, have a passion about plants and it's fun to share that. And so we want to make it informational. It's infotainment. It's Three things that are entertaining that you can use in your own yard right now. Of course, Lisa and I camp out here at Waters Garden Center throughout the week and we love talking to fans of the show. Hi, Ken with the Plants of the Week and our Fire Alarm Red Mums. With
0: a name like Fire Alarm, you'd expect large red blooms that take a fire hose to put the glowing petals out.
1: Just provide a little garden soil for a flaming red that will last and last.
0: But wait, there's more. This Fire Alarm Mum comes back again for even bigger show next year and just $3.99.
1: Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, where people who love red mums, they love to shop.
0: Hi, Lisa with the finds of the week and our Forester Feathergrass.
1: Dramatic bronze flower spikes start blooming in early summer and don't stop until well into next year.
0: The flowers are so light and airy, it's often referred to as feathergrass.
1: Growing to just hip high, this dainty grass shows off enough to make a designer statement without being invasive, all for under $30.
0: Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, where people who love really pretty grass, they love to shop. If you want a more fruitful garden, increase success in your landscape that just feels better, then tune in every week to The Mountain Gardener.